Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 77. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host for today. So I wanted to thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate all of you that take the time throughout your day to listen, whether you're driving in the car, maybe you're just rolling around your house with your headphones on doing housework or laundry, uh, maybe you're out working out gym or something like that. I wanted to thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me to know that somebody finds value in what we're doing here. Yesterday we had a banner day as far as downloads and had our highest day of downloads ever. Not to my credit, that's nothing that I have any control over. It's you guys that are listening and so I appreciate so much you listening and in particular I have a couple of guests that are growing their audience exponentially by leaps and bounds every single month and every time they tweet out the interview that they did on the brick and mortar reporter we get lots of extra downloads so it's kind of a, a residual benefit of having other guests on the show because then I'm able to also tap in to their network and hopefully um, get some exposure that way as well so love having that happen it's a thrilling thing I'm a little bit scary when you see so many people listening and you think, oh my gosh, what have I done? What have I, have I said something or if I've done something controversial? Am, am I going to be somehow on the news for something I didn't know I said that was a terrible thing to say? So you always have those doubts and those questions that come up whenever you have a, a really big download day. So, um, But it comes back to you, the core of our listeners, and thank you so much for listening. I want to give you a couple of updates. And I um, wanted to give you the la- uh, final word on, you know, I've been going back and forth with my food approval process for all week. And last night, um, as the participation committee was making their way back from Miami, it got later and later and later. And finally, they said, um, do you just want to go ahead and get on Skype right now? And let's just do this over Skype while we're driving, because otherwise it would have been after midnight before they got to my house. So. We went ahead and we did, I made them pizza dough over the Skype and I made them uh, pizza sauce over the Skype and woke up this morning to my house smelling like a pizzeria uh, with all the <laughs> dough rising and yeast and everything like that. So it wakes you up in a, a hungrier state than you normally would be in. So uh, at this point, everything is proved. Uh, thank the good Lord for that. And so I now have... Uh, Cryopop that I'm going to be selling. I have ice cream. Both of those products are made with liquid nitrogen. I have pizza on the grill, and then I also have coffee. And several of those are products that could be expanded. I could do a lot of different options with coffee. I have that basic ingredient now, or that basic, uh, you know, uh, category now. And so anything, whether it's iced coffee, a latte, a mocha, chino, or whatever you want to call it, um, I can even do the, go the Cuban route and do the Cafe Con Leches and the um, things like that, that that are popular in South Florida. So i uh, got lots of options with that, even with the pizzas and uh, that kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's exciting. I can't wait to get everything like it really ultimately needs to be. Um, a couple of things I have going for me is now that I have all my products approved, I can go ahead and get my signage made. My sign people come back on Monday 
they'll be in the office exactly whenever I'm going to be out of town, but I'm going to be calling them and working overtime uh, remotely to try to make sure they get all my banners and that sort of thing made so that I can pick them up whenever I come back in town uh, the next week and so I can get everything outfitted on my card exactly the way it needs to be. I also called, and we have liquid nitrogen in Key West again. Yay, yay, big applause for that. So today I will be going down and getting liquid nitrogen. And right now we have been dealing with thunderstorms and rain coming through uh, this morning. So it looked like a gray, gloomy day. So it might not be a great day to be out at the pier tonight. Um, not really sure what the rest of the day holds. And even for the weekend, you'll remember I had tomorrow where I was going to be at a, uh art there, like a chalk art festival that's going on. I've got to find out what the rain contingency plans are because from what I understand from the weather report this morning, it's even going to be rainier tomorrow, so it might not be a great weekend um, for that. And then Sunday I was supposed to be down at the Parade of Paws for the SPCA. So I just have to take those day by day and see what's going on um, with the weather and see what we can work out. But it's just one of those things that finally, it seems like all everything that was pending or in process is getting behind me and very quickly, uh, maybe it's not going to happen until once I get back from vacation, um, but we very quickly will have all our ducks in a row and have everything pulled together in such a way that hopefully... Um, can start making money to pay December's mortgage. Got that coming up, so it's always exciting when that happens. So, anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to kind of give you a, a, a little bit of inspiration on, and because because we've got all next week um, podcasts, and what I'm going to do with that is I am going to use those podcasts each day to tell you about an inspiring entrepreneur or an inspiring entrepreneurial story. Um, the other day I was mentioning to you about a little 12-year-old boy that owns a, a six-figure business and his mows bows and he makes bow ties in Memphis and um, just hugely inspiring. And yesterday I was reading about a 17-year-old girl in New York that I believe it was a year or so ago for Christmas asked for a sewing machine. Now that's kind of an unusual gift for a, or unusual thing for a 16, 17 year old girl to ask for. Um, you know, it used to be that girls growing up all, all learned how to sew. I learned how to sew. My mom sewed. My, um, my, I, I don't know that I learned so much from my mom to sew, but then when I went on to school at the college, I took home ec and learned how to sew and was able to, I could, I can make some things, if, you know, you don't have too complicated zippers, and I mean, I can do zippers, but um, it would take me a while of practicing to really get them where they're not puckered and everything like that, but, you know, you learn, that was kind of a thing that you passed out, and, and as you were, I don't know about anyone else, but as you were poor in the South, um, the women just made their clothes, and they made anything they needed, um, and so it was a, a normal thing. Well, this 16-year-old girl asked for a sewing machine. And she wanted to make headbands and hair accessories. Um, and she wanted to sell them for a cause. And she wanted to, her goal when she started, was she wanted to put one African girl through school. Uh, African countries and, and the, the continent of Africa has 
lots of, uh, you know, the schools over there are, they're, they're, a lot of them are boarding schools. They have to go off to boarding schools. Um, it takes money to do that. There's not a lot, there's a lot of villages that don't have a school. So many times girls do not get sent off to school because all they're done at a very young age is married off so that they can begin having children and creating their own, a very agrarian type society. And so um, this 17-year-old girl wanted to send one girl to school so that she could then become educated so that then she could help change her country. And so at this point, this child, now the 17-year-old girl, has been able to send 35 African girls to school and let them graduate and go on to pursue their dreams. And so the whole point is they still follow their society. They still get married. They still have children. But they're also able to do business and to do other things that can actually help provide and take care of those children in a much more uh, high, a much higher level than a girl without an education could. And so um, this 17-year-old girl has just recently won uh, an award where it, it was basically a $35,000 scholarship that was able to be given to um, providing schools for African children. And so um, she's won several different awards for her work and her humanitarian work in Africa. But it does my heart good to hear so many inspiring stories about what people are doing. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in our own world that we forget that there's a larger world out there that needs people that are doing good business, not just to make money for themselves, but to make money so that they can give back to charitable causes. There are a lot of, um, there's a lot of podcasts going on right now. Uh, there are new ones, you know, hundreds getting launched every single day. And some of them will become successful and will be able to monetize them and they will be able to use much of their income to then turn around and give to charities. And one of the, you know, my heroes and one of the guys that kind of got me uh, hooked on podcast is is someone that's, and he's a runs a multi-million dollar business a year just through his podcasting, but he takes a different cause every year. And this year it's been Pencils of Promise, and he's been able to really focus on, he's, he's built one school simply with his own donations in the country of Guatemala. And so there's so much in this world that can be done when people get behind charities. And part of, uh, a, you know, a business owner's greatest accomplishment is to be able to make enough so that they can live modestly so that they can in turn give back and support their surrounding community and support the world at large. And so next week during this podcast, I'm going to be giving you more inspiring stories. Um, there's not going to be anything going on with my business because I'm out of town, um, but I want to highlight some other people. I actually will be being interviewed for another podcast on Monday night. So um, I'll also be able to tell you about that and how that goes. And uh, there's just a lot that can be done when people come together. And so I'm excited even about my business um, because I cannot wait to get it to the point where I know I can meet my minimum revenue level that I need. I'm not looking to buy a new car. I'm not looking to buy a new house or anything like that. Um, I have, oh, we, were, we were laughing at ourselves the other day because we have several vehicles, and a lot of people, even in Key West, a lot of people don't have a single vehicle. And so the funny thing is, 
in Key West were laughing that it, they don't really care what kind of car you drive because just the fact that you have one, you're already ahead of half the people. And so we have cars that are, I think our least worn out car is a 2005 Ford F-150 that has 95,000 miles on it. Then there's the 99 Explorer with 180,000 miles or the 2004 Mitsubishi that has 280,000 miles on it. And all of these cars we drive every day. So it's just funny that um, perspective, you know, we're in an area where there's uh, people that don't, a lot of people don't have cars. And so they don't really care that you have a hoopty with 280,000 miles on it. You're driving and they're riding their bicycle. And so uh, we're not trying to get in cars. I mean, at some point in time, we might have one blow up or something. We might have to replace it. But not trying to do a business to upgrade our lifestyle. We're simply trying to maintain so that we can then try to build the life that we want with the time freedom of being able to work for ourselves. And we know we'll work harder for ourselves than you ever do for anyone else. And at the same time, build your life on your own terms. And so, I, you know, there are very few corporations that allow you to do this. There are a few, don't get me wrong. Many, many Google employees are very, very happy because Google has un, uh, just unmatched perks. And it's just, it's a crazy thing. Um, there's a, a company in North Carolina. It's a software company. I can't even think of the name of it right now. But it's crazy because it has Google-like uh employee benefits, you know, that a whole campus and, you know, doctors and nurses that are there to serve solely at the benefit or for the benefit of their employees. And it's just, it's a, you know, those, those are the rare exceptions for corporations. And so the people that are truly doing what they want to do and making a difference in their own lives as well as everyone else's lives are the people that are working for themselves and creating businesses that can then also turn around and employ other people. And so I really want to encourage you, as we start talking about some of these inspiring stories, maybe you'll resonate with them. I've shared two this week that are young people. The 12-year-old and the 17-year-old, they don't have a higher IQ than you do. They don't have more of a backing. All they're doing is they're using the skills that they've been given and their passion and their desire to reach out and help other people. And so what a great and noble um, cause. I mean, there are some, uh, some people might not even realize that there are, there are corporations right now. It's, there's a new classification when you set up a corporation that is called a B corporation. And it's essentially, it's a for benefit corporation rather than being a, not, a, not, it's not, it's a not for profit, but it's, for the benefit of other people. And so, you know, you really have to go a long way to get that classification on your corporation, but there are many in this next decade that will come online and be able to meet that criteria, and that means that they're doing good for the rest of the world. So that's going to be our focus next week, is finding inspiring stories of people that are doing great things, and I'll introduce you to all of them, and I will try to hopefully find something that will help inspire you. You guys, you can spend the next 40 or 50 years bouncing from job to job to job and being unhappy at your pay, unhappy at your work hours, unhappy with your level of benefits. And also, let's talk about unhappy with your coworkers because coworker friction can be so stressful. And it, you, that's the kind of thing you bring home. It's the kind of thing that makes you dread going into work every morning. And I have many, many friends 
who are just barely making it through that daily grind of going in, getting beat up by your bosses, getting tor tormented and terrorized by your coworkers, and then you go home at the end of the day with nothing left to give because you're completely spent. Your life isn't where you want it to be. Your health isn't where you want it to be. Your stress level isn't where you want it to be. You're not making enough money to make all this worthwhile, but yet everything in your life, every decision that you make is made based around your job. When you go on vacation, where will you only go when your job says you could go? Where are you going to live? Well, you can only live where your job says you can live. You know, all these things happen uh, in our lives around our jobs, and it shouldn't be that way. It should be the other way around, where we are able to have control of it. So I want to inspire you. I'd love to hear some people that say, you know what, I'm sick of it. I'm doing it too. And maybe you need to start small. Maybe you don't need to do like I do and just quit your job and move to Key West. But some of you are going to have the opportunity to make a difference. And you know what? It's not that you'll be better funded. If you ask me, I would have said I don't have the money uh, for six months of not getting a paycheck. I don't know where it's come from, but I haven't missed a bill payment yet, and I haven't gotten a paycheck since uh, June 13th. So, um, you know, there's, there's something to be said for that. Um, but at the same time, I'm taking action. I'm doing what I can do to make this work. And so I want to inspire you to do anything that you want to do in your lives, and I hope the other stories that we'll share next week will also be inspiring for you. So enjoy your holiday week, and I will be with you. You can download Listen to Me with your trip, with, with your workouts, if you're out trying to work off your turkey or your pumpkin pie or your pecan pie, uh, whatever it is you're trying to do. Uh, take us with you next week, and we'll be glad to go along and be glad to be right there with you. So thank you for all your concerns. So, several of you have uh, reached out to me through text messages and uh, Facebook messages and that sort of thing and uh, encouraged me and said keep doing what you're doing you're doing a great job thanks for sharing your story and for those of you that are doing that I appreciate it, it means a lot you know sometimes you wonder uh, you wonder why in the world you're doing what you're doing and so hopefully others can benefit and be inspired by my story as well so um, We'll work on it together. We're going to work on making our lives inspiring and leaving a legacy that will be able to be seen by generations to come. So anyway, you guys, it's Friday. Enjoy your weekend, and thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.